大家好 ，Hi everyone， you're listening to Bite Size Taiwanese。大家好，欢迎收听一嘴台语 ，A brand new podcast giving you a taste of real everyday Taiwanese。I'm Alan， and this is Phil。Welcome back， you're listening to episode eight of our elementary level。Hey Phil。When you first came here, did you have any culture shock? Well, <laughs> quite a lot, but I do remember that even in my first week here, I soon realized that how people navigate and how people use and understand maps is really quite different from culture to culture. Like how? For example, I remember taking the subway or MRT, Jetun, and then when I arrived at my destination and needed to exit the station. I would look at those maps on the wall that show you the surrounding area and also which numbered exit you should take. And so I usually have a pretty good sense of direction, but often I found that I took the wrong exit. And then I realized that I was always assuming that the top of the map represents north, but in Taiwan, the top of the map actually represents the direction that you're facing when you look at that. Oh、map. wow! I never realized it was any other way. <laughs> you know, I have a terrible sense of direction, so I won't get anywhere if I don't know where I'm facing. Also, it seems so logical to me that the direction you face should be the top of the map. <laughs> so, did you get used to looking at maps this way? Well, I sort of got around it. I actually, if you look closely at those maps, there's usually like a small marker that tells you which direction is north. <laughs> so I always use that, and then in my head, I turn the map around so that north <laughs> is still at the top again. Well, that's a lot of mental gymnastics. <laughs> well, it actually kind of reminds me of two kinds of friends I have. There's one type that will tell you how to get somewhere based on landmarks. So they'll describe what you see. For example, they'll say, "Drive until you reach the second traffic light, turn left at that intersection, and then keep going until you see an elementary school appear on your right-hand side," <laughs> and so on. I think that's more like me. <laughs> <laughs> and the other type of friend describes everything as if you're looking at a map from like a bird's eye point of view. So instead, they would say something like, "Oh, take Oak Hill Road North until you reach the intersection <laughs> with Madison Street, then turn onto Madison going west until you hit Park Lane, and like and so on." So actually, when I first came here, I tried giving directions to cab drivers using this <laughs> approach. For example, I was like, "Go north on this road," or "Go west towards the river." But sometimes the response I got from drivers was just like silence. <laughs> Do you think that's uncommon to give directions here that way? Actually, yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like many people would give directions follow like that here. We tend to think more in terms of landmarks, like turn right when you see the second Seven <laughs> Eleven. But luckily nowadays we have GPS systems that let you switch back and forth between these two ways of navigating. <laughs> Thank God for technology. <laughs> hey Phil, for today's episode, why don't we talk about how to give directions, follow, and ask directions, 猛捞 Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Actually, I think it's really useful skill, even though we have GPS on our phones. <laughs> Let's do it. So, Alan, how do we give directions? Bolo, say to a cab or rideshare driver. Even though there's GPS and apps that allow you to input the address directly, I still find the need to give directions sometimes. I agree. First, you can get the driver's attention by addressing him or her either Suki, which means driver, or the term Unjiang, which also means driver, but it originally came from Japanese. The Un part comes from the Japanese word Untenshu. Which means driver, and 
Jiang is a diminutive attached to a person's name or job title to make it a bit more friendly. It's like a casual version of Sir or Miss. Okay, Alan. Now let me give you a route. We'll break it down into steps, and then you can give us the equivalent Taiwanese. Sure, no problem. All right, here we go. Go straight ahead. Didiki, or didikia. Go until you reach the traffic light. Gia gao cheang ding. Turn right. Wat jia chiu bing, or jia wat. Pass the convenience store. Gui bian li xiong dian. Keep going. And go until you reach the intersection. Turn left. Or In front of the school, turn left again. It's the building on the right-hand side. Stopping right here is just fine. Hey, we made it to our destination! Yay! <laughs> All right, now let's say if we've gotten lost, is there a simple way just to ask for directions? Yeah, you could just say something like, and say your destination. Or, so today we're going to talk about Taiwanese addresses, or deji. Sometimes if you jump into a cab, it can be faster just to say the deji, especially if the driver is familiar with the roads. There may not be a need to enter into a GPS. Unlike in English, where deji typically start from the smallest unit and then get larger, deji in Taiwan are the opposite. They begin with the largest unit and then work their way towards the smallest unit. So let's start from the largest unit. Say you just came out of the airport and just got into a cab. Since you're coming from the airport, you may need to specify the city, qi, or county, guan, that you'd want to go to. Also, saying the district, ku, will give the driver a general idea of what highway to take in order to end up in a certain part of the city. So, for example, you could tell the driver something like this. I want to go to Taipei City, Shilin District. So once you get closer to the city, or if you're already in the city and your destination just is within the city, you can start with the name of the road, law, or street, ge. The difference between law and ge is that the law or roads are a little bit wider. They're about 15 meters or about 50 feet in width. And the ge or streets are smaller and can be as narrow as 8 meters or about 25 feet in width. Anyway, once in a while, it can still be helpful to let the driver know which district, ku, your destination is in. Because sometimes the law road or gay street that you want might sound similar to a law or gay in another district. So you can prevent any mishaps by first specifying the ku, the district. Also, sometimes the law or ge can be quite long and run the length of the entire city. So you might see a cardinal direction like east, dang, west, se, south, lam, north, bak, 
as part of the road name to help differentiate what part of the city you're in. Just an interesting side note. Whenever we say the four cardinal directions in English, it's typically north, south, east, and west. But in Taiwanese, it's usually east, west, south, and north. <laughs> so you could hear something like Tiong Hao Tang Do, Tiong Hao East Road, or Tiong Hao Se Do, Tiong Hao West Road. So whether or not the lo or ge has a cardinal direction in its name, the longer ones are often divided into sections called duan. Right. So you might have a road like Binxing Road, Section 1. Notice that the numbers come before the unit. So Section 2 is Zi literally 2 section. Now, the next level down in the address are the lanes, hang, that branch off perpendicularly from the law or ge. Then, one more level down, you have alleys, long. These, in turn, branch off from the lands, hang. So, at this point, you're already getting those tiny back streets, hang, lanes, and also long alleys are both narrow and they're less than 8 meters, which is about 25 feet. Finally, we have the building number, Hu. So let's do a quick review of each level. At the top, we have a city, Qi, or county, Guan. Next, we have the district, Ku. This is followed by the road, law or street, Ge. For large law, they might insert a cardinal direction in the name like east, tang, west, se, south, lam, north, bak. And in addition, they subdivide the law into sections, duan. The next level down is a lane, hang, and smaller yet is the alley, long. And finally, you have the building number, he. Okay, so let's try looking at a full address. Tai bak chi. Did you get that? Okay. So we'll do a direct translation and then we'll actually say it backwards, which is the English translation. So first, can you actually say each part separately? Okay. Taipei City. Xinxiang South Road. Section 3. Lane 16. Number 1. So, of course, if you came across this in English, it would be number 1, lane 16, section 3, Xinxiang South Road, Taipei City. All right, now let's practice what we learned today. Paise. Excuse me, can I bother you for a second? How do I get to Taipei Main Station? Go straight, turn right at the intersection over there, go until Tionghao East Road, and turn left. 
and it will be on your right hand side. Unjiang, go back to Tionghao Tangro. Sir, I'd like to go to Tionghao East Road. Gui Duan, which section? Zi Duan, Tionghao Xing Xing Lo Kao. Section two, the Tionghao and Xing Xing intersection. Tian Tao Jing Lo Kao Xia Ting De He. Could you stop up from at the intersection? He, what Tao Jing Tian Ang Ding Xia Ting? Okay, I'll pull over by the traffic light up front. So we've been talking a lot about directions today. So I think for this week's one by challenge, we can talk about a special usage of east, dang, and west. Sai. Notice here that we use a different form of west, sai, instead of se. There is a special sentence pattern that goes like this: some verb dang, some verb sai. It sounds like do some action east. And then do some action west. <laughs> But what does that mean? Okay, here east and west just means this and that, or all sorts of things. It often suggests that you think those things are random or trivial. So, for example, take the verb meng, which means to ask. Put it in our sentence pattern, and you have meng dang meng sai, which means to ask all sorts of questions. It can be used to describe, say, someone who is nosy and keeps asking all these details about <laughs> random things. This sounds like a really useful phrase to describe some people. Huh? <laughs> yeah, here's another example. Take the verb xun, which means to think. Xun dang xun sai means to keep thinking about all kinds of random stuff, but not focusing on what needs to be done. So to imagine things, or even to be paranoid. <laughs> so come check out the episode webpage if you want to see some other common verbs that fit into this sentence pattern. If you don't see one that you've heard before, leave us a message, and we'll add it to the list for everyone to see. All right, now it's your review time, and your turn to practice. As always, we'll say the English first, then the Taiwanese. Once at natural speed, and then slowly. Remember to say it out loud with us. Okay, let's get started. To give directions. Bolo, bolo. To address a driver. Suki, suki, or unjiang, unjiang. Go straight ahead. Diteki, ditekia, ditekhi, ditekia. Turn right. Wat jia chu bing or jia wat. Wat jia chu bing or jia wat. Turn left. Wat de chu bing or The what? What the chuping or the what? Go until you reach. Gia gao. Gia gao. Keep going. It did gia. It did gia. Traffic light. Cheang ding. Cheang Ding. Intersection. Lo Kao. 
To pass by. In front of the school, turn left again. It's the building on the right hand side. Stopping right here is fine. Address. City. County. District. Road. Law. Law. East. Dung. Dung. West. Say or say. 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 South. Lam. Lam. North. Buck. Buck. Street. Gay. Gay. Lane. Hung. Hung. Alley. Long. Long. Number. He. He. To ask all sorts of questions, often being nosy. Mung tang mung sai. Mung tang mung sai. To think about all sorts of things, often not focusing. Xing tang xing sai. Xing tang xing sai. All right, that's all for today. To review what we discussed in this episode, be sure to visit our website, bitesizedtaiwanese.com, and go to the episode page where you can find a recap of today's vocabulary, grammar points, and one bite challenge. And if you want more than what we cover in today's podcast, where can we go to get more, Phil? Well, Alan, I have just the answer for you. Just check out the downloadable workbook, and you'll get great exercises, extra vocabulary, more grammar discussion, more audio, and so much more detail like annotated tone changes. Try it out for yourself for free by downloading chapter one. You can download the workbook individually by chapter or get the entire season. The link is in the show notes. We'd also like to give a big thank you to all of our listeners out there who heard our call and wrote us wonderful emails and messages about their personal stories about learning Taiwanese. 
Everyone's story was so unique and was so cool to know that we have listeners from all over the world, like from Germany, New Zealand, the U.S., Canada, the Netherlands. The list goes on. <laughs> Thanks again for letting us know that we're not just talking to the void. It's really heartwarming and encouraging to hear from our listeners. Would still love to hear from more of you. So if you're enjoying this podcast, please let us know whether it's by leaving a rating or review, or leaving a message on our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram account. That's right. We want to hear from you. And I'm Phil. Thanks everyone for listening. See you next time. 再会。